This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers, Don Harkey from People Centric here, and guess what? I used to hate airports. This is really awkward because I just spoke at an airport conference, but I actually shared that with a group of executives that I used to really hate airports. When I would walk through an airport, airports are just filled with sometimes bad customer service, people who are struggling with angry people, people who are late to flights. There's just a lot of stress going on in an airport. People are sometimes are every man for themselves, kind of fighting each other. And I would walk through airports and just get stressed. I would just feel a lot of stress and it had a big impact on when I would travel because I would just hate the airports. And so I got to almost where I didn't like the travel side of things. Then one day I was walking through an airport and in my head, I was walking through and I was thinking, look at that person. They're going to push that person out of line. Okay. That person's probably not going to answer a question. That person probably just missed a flight. I realized to myself that I had this inner monologue going on, that I had this mindset that I'm looking for things that are bad about airports. And so I thought, I wonder if I can change that. I wonder if I can literally change my mindset. So what I did was I started focusing on having a different inner monologue as I walked through an airport. And I started looking for positive things that I saw around me. And after with a, quite a bit of practice and quite a bit of deliberate effort, when I walked through an airport, I started to spot some things that say, oh, look at that cute little kid over there playing. Oh, look at those parents. They're having fun. Oh, look at this. They're probably traveling home to go visit somebody. Uh, oh, look, that person just helped that person with their bag. And I started noticing more and more really good things that were happening at airports. And guess what, listeners? Over time, I've grown to actually enjoy airports. I can actually go through an airport and I find more good things than bad. I think it's a really good example of the power our mindset has, our inner monologue, the things we tell ourselves. Our brains are wired constantly and being rewired constantly based on how we think and how we think actually impacts the way we see the world. It's an opportunity for us to think a little bit differently. This is kind of a cousin of the idea of emotional intelligence, this idea that we can control how we think and how we feel about things by how we think and how we feel about things. So today we're going to talk about this. What's our mindset and how can we change that? With us, as always, we got our full team back today. We're at full strength here. We had wow. some great recent episodes wow. uh, without we're missing some of us that, that really did do a great job. We had one with Diana and Bethany and Mary all did a great job on that one. And then we lost Mary and we were doing Diana and Bethany for a couple episodes. Great job. Wait, we didn't lose Mary. She's still here with us. Here. She's here. not Mary. gone forever. Mary's not. Lost? We didn't lose, lose Mary. Mary, we just, Mary was unavailable. Mary was unavailable. So just it was for a almost a time. monologue. We'd have lost one more person like that. It would have been Diana on there saying, Hey, what do you think about that? She was answering her own questions. This I, is think, what I think about that. Good question, Diana. This is how I feel about that. This is if we do. had just a podcast with Diana's just like streaming inner monologue, it would be <laughs> yeah. so amazing. Glorious podcast. We should talk about that. I think if that happened, you should play songs while you're doing it, like a late night radio host. You know, it's, a, yeah. it's 10 past the hour. Now we're going to turn it over to like Air Fraser. Supply. Fraser Crane. In like oh, yeah. Except she's giving candid Frank feedback. Frank feedback. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so we've got our whole team with us today. We've got Diana. Diana, how are you today as you're taking a big drink of water so people know your I voice? Know. I'm good. Water. I'm good. How are you guys today? It was coffee, but oh, you know. Oh, coffee. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Diana's here. 
Good. And Bethany, Bethany, how are you? Bethany good. is good. Bethany I'm is good. That's Bethany's voice. And then we also have Mary. Mary, how are you today? I am. I'm found. You're found. Yeah. She was wow. lost, but she's now back. she's found. She was blind, but now she can see. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have our host, Matt Griswold, who's going to teach us about mindsets and how we can maybe even change ours and change our perspective on the world. Well, teach us as a far job, Don. What I'm going to do is facilitate some questions to be able to cause a conversation around this idea of inner monologue and mindset. Now, I do have to say I'm a little self-conscious. I'm a little self-conscious, Diana, because uh, I did hear one of the podcasts, and I can't remember if it was Diana and Bethany or Diana, Bethany, and Mary, where you guys were just so happy to be able to have a chance to speak because, quote, unquote, Matt talks all the time. So I don't know, that, you know, this is maybe the benefit or the downfall of me actually listening to the podcast sometimes because I hear things that might hurt my feelings. Yeah, uh, we you, thought you uh, would never hear that, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally heard it and cried a little bit by myself on the back patio. I mean, is it wrong though? Like, did we not say anything that listen, was false? Like, as the listen, as the facilitator of the talk, I have to be able to ask these questions. <laughs> to be able to ask these questions, and as an internal storyteller, I like to tell the story behind the question for context. Anyway, you're welcome that I'm back, everybody. I'm glad you're to be glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. Bethany did mention, Don, I don't know if you heard it, that we were on, we've been on a nationwide tour, and that's true, right? And one of those things that we have just uh, talked about, Don, you mentioned this idea of internal, you know, the inner monologue, this, this, this mindset there. And can you kind of maybe set a different stage? I don't want to take us away from that, but I think, you know, that workshop that we were just doing in Louisiana, Mississippi, around people-centric leadership, you talked about everybody has three brains. And sometimes, depending on where we are in that mindset, right, that can cloud our judgment. It sounds like with your airport, maybe you were stuck in that emotional side of the brain, like, oh, I hate even going there. I don't even want to be here instead of rationally stepping back. Now, you didn't you didn't mention first class at all. That really changes our mindset if we know that we're walking into first class uh, too, right? That's a whole different mindset. But this this idea of three brains, how do we get stuck maybe in there? How do we recognize maybe we're stuck in there? And then maybe define that and then talk about you know, what that might look like if we're there. So the brain's truth, just to remind everybody, if you missed our eight people-centric truths episode, is the idea that we all have three brains. I did this at a healthcare conference and somebody raised their hand and said, I am a healthcare professional and I can <laughs> literally tell you, you only have one brain. I, can, I promise you, this is false. But we effectively have three brains. It's the brain. And as a signal flows through your brain, it hits the first area, which is your fight or flight. It's your lizard brain. That's a very simple part of your brain. Uh, you can fight or flight. If it gets past that part, if it's not a tiger jumping out to eat you or something or somebody jumping out to fight you, uh, you get to the next part of your brain, which is your emotional center of your brain. That's the part that fills you with emotions and feelings. If it's nothing that triggers that, then it gets to your Spock brain, right? The brain that can really think rationally about things like that. The problem is, is that our the emotional brain and our fight or flight brain aren't very logical. They just kind of follow whatever they're feeling. So when I'm walking through the airport and I'm stuck in my story, my narrative paradigm, right, that I've already said, I'm looking for evidence around the airport that supports why I've hated airports the whole time. And it puts me into that non-logical brain and I start to find the things that I'm looking for. And that creates that mindset for myself. So one of the things, and I'm going to throw this to the group here and whoever can answer, can answer. We, I think we all kind of recognize this more than workers listening right now. You kind of recognize this. Like sometimes I'm just caught in the wrong mindset. I've got to shake myself loose of that. 
but sometimes it doesn't just happen organically. Like we have to be intentional about preparing ourselves to have the proper mindset or the right mindset. And sometimes that starts first thing in the morning. So I'm just going to kind of pull the audience here. What are some things that you all do maybe as you recognize, like I've got to be in the right mindset or what are some activities that you have learned to stay away from? And I'll talk about that too, because you know that it puts you in the wrong mindset too. Like what's some of those things that we can give tangibly to our folks here? How do you, how do we put ourselves in the right space? So I'll dive in right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I have gone through like a journey over the last probably four years or so. And one of the things that I have really done myself is I focused on gratitude and I started a gratitude journal, which is basically, I find, you know, anywhere from three to five things every day that I'm grateful for. And they can be as simple as I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for the food on the table. They can be as great as I'm grateful for that truck not hitting me when I went through the stoplight today. You know, there's just anything that you can find to be grateful for. And then just focusing on that positive side. That's one of the things that I've done that really kind of stay more on that positive side of things. That's a, that's a conscious effort. I'm going to, I'm going to proactively seek things that I am grateful for. That's a conscious effort. Like Mary doesn't wake up organically saying today I'm going to be great. You know, that like, let's just see what I'm grateful for. Like you're proactively looking for those things. Right. So that's great. Thank you, Mary. Anyone else? I have started to just be honest about it with myself. Like there are just days where I wake up and I'm like, I'm not feeling it today. And so I think just recognizing that I'm in a grumpy mood or not feeling it and then telling others like I'm grumpy today. Like I'm not saying it to be a jerk. I just am saying it like I'm I'm off today. I'm grumpy today. I think I said it yeah. to Don not long ago. I was like, <laughs> I'm just having a grumpy day. And he was like, well, that's okay. And then he jumped into stuff. And just by him acknowledging it and then jumping into work and doing things that he knows that I can like shift my focus to, it did, that worked for me. And so I thought it was cool that I was able to just honestly say, I'm not feeling it today. That's good. That self-recognition. There's an emotional awareness part to that, right? The 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 self-awareness. What do I know about myself? And I like how you're taking that next step too, which is a little bit of social awareness going, everybody within earshot, it's not my best day. So I apologize ahead of time. Bethany, what were you going to add? I guess it's similar to, to even Don's example of just like, it's something that you ha- you know you have to do, but changing your mindset to the like, I get to do it. Or looking at the thing that's like the pain and actually like figuring out how can I view that thing as actually like a good thing. And so, you know, even I think a lot of times it happens in the sort of the unexpected situation. So like, okay, something came up today that I wasn't expecting. And that's frustrating for me because that throws off my whole plan for the day. So, you know, even like a personal example, because we, you know, kids get sick all the time. And so sometimes You know, when I have a week planned of work and I have stuff going on and then you wake up and your kid is like, you know, really sick and then you have to adjust the whole day as a result. Right. And so that can be really hard and it can be frustrating in those moments. But I found that the most, you know, in those situations, if I can change my mindset to, okay, but you know what, I get this extra day with my kid and I get to like be home and enjoy this day and like. I can shift everything else I can shift around and it won't be that big of a deal. And so being able to adjust my mindset and instead of being like, oh, I'm so stressed because I couldn't get this meeting in today or whatever is helpful. I love that. And Bethany, you're really good about doing that in the moment. Like we have, we, we all travel a lot together. And there was this one time we got stuck in 
Abilene. We got stuck in Abilene, Texas all together. And I'm a big planner. And when things don't go to plan, it causes me anxiety and I get a little, little not good about it. Yeah. Um, but I remember distinctly you being like, well, at least we're all together. Like we can go have a nice dinner and we can have ice cream. And it was just such a cool, like reminder to me that, yeah, it's not going to plan, but like, at least we're all together and we're all doing it together and that's okay too. So I and, just, and, and then Diana literally dropped her ice cream cone. I did drop yeah. my ice cream cone. It was, <laughs> it was a bad so day. sad. It was so sad. Now we get to laugh about it. We do. Yeah. I'm not happy. I spilled my coffee that day too. It was like a rough, a rough go of it. That is a positive, uh, that is a positive mindset in the moment. Not, not to take away from the fact that Bethany and I were up at O dark 30 the next day to catch a $600 Uber ride several hours away yep. to get home. Yeah, we were, we were still excited to also get home. Story now. <laughs> made a good story. Yeah. <laughs> made a good story. You know what I hear from all of these, from all of these different examples. And this is something we touched on in the workshop as well. You know, sometimes we just need to take a second to breathe, but I think even more important than that, sometimes I need to take a moment to reflect. And I think sometimes we just stop, we, we try to stop and just don't do anything that, which is very, very hard. Don't think about anything, Don, you and I talked about this just a little bit. Sometimes we just need to stop and breathe, but, but sometimes I need to stop and reflect and kind of take an account. And that's what I, it sounds like Diana, Mary, Bethany, your examples there that you were sharing. There's a, there's a healthy dose of like reflection in that too, like understanding what I am grateful for. So I can then proactively look for those things, right? Understanding you know, uh, Bethany, you're, you know, might, we might have that emotional reaction to something first, but the reflection part is okay. But what are the things that are working for me? Or what are the things that are working in my favor? What are the things that I can, that I can control? I know we've, I know we've talked about that too, being so frustrated about those things that might be right outside of our circle of influence. Remember those conversations that we've had, we, we just get very, very frustrated about those things that are outside of our circle of influence, but then taking a step back and reflect and saying, okay, what is my circle? What accountability do I have within this? You know, what are the things that I can do to be awesome within this? The other part of that too, Don, you talk about you talk about organizations as a machine, right? If I don't like the output of the, that the machine is providing, I need to tweak the machine. Sometimes we have to do that personally too. If I don't like the output that I'm consistently getting back on a personal level, I need to tweak myself at the same time. Yeah, and it reminds that reminds me of well, our last uh, one of our last episodes where we talked about the kind of vision, the big vision and the challenge in that too. And that we talk with clients all the time about when they're struggling in that they're headed towards a really, really awesome big vision. They're growing, they're succeeding, like they're getting tons of business, whatever. But internally, they're just like really, they're really struggling because so much is changing. And I think that's another mindset thing that we always, that we have to often help people kind of remember of like, Hey, but you guys are winning. Do you do you realize that? And helping people shift that mindset so that they don't get so stuck in the day-to-day like head trash of like, but it's not how it used to be. And I don't, I don't know why this process has to change. And I don't know why my boss has changed three times in the last two years and blah, 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 all of those things, but like losing sight of like the bigger picture. And so helping shift people of like, yes, but as an organization, you are winning. So how do we think about this now so that we can continue to be successful in your role moving forward? Is that something you do, Bethany? Did you say, is that something you do on a coaching 
level, like a, in a coaching perspective? We do that. I do that in coaching. Yes. But we've also done it with groups before where it's like, we're just feeling the stress across a team. Maybe the culture is really suffering a little, you know, even though despite like outward success of an organization and have had to sort of have that conversation of, and I think Diana brought it up in that vision episode of the weddings and funerals that we do. So that idea of let's have sort of a funeral conversation of here's what, here's what has passed. Here's what's old. And we're moving on from that. We're going to take a moment to reflect like we were talking about before. Um, And then let's sort of have a wedding for what's, what's coming ahead. So I think that is, I think having those reflection periods of like celebration and mourning help us reflect and change our mindset for the future too. And sometimes we're not, we don't get to that point until this period of frustration. And the period of frustration is what leads us to say, man, I need to change my inner thoughts or my inner direction or my inner mindset. Like maybe I'm approaching this incorrectly. We talk about uh, communication is is the cure for imperfection or effective communication can only happen whenever you realize you might be wrong. Like it's that mindset of, of being able to, okay, wait a second. This has frustrated me for far too long. This has controlled too much of my life. Maybe there is something that I can do because we do go through that blame game kind of mentality, right? I I wouldn't even be like this if those people weren't like this. I wouldn't hate the airport if everybody would just get out of my way and let me go, right? I I wouldn't act like this if my boss didn't do this to me. But it's it leads to this idea of frustration. Then you have to kind of take a step back and say, no, no, no. What about you? Like, what are the things that you're doing? Yeah, it's that idea of like, what can you control? And that's, I mean, again, Don uses that example of, is it Dr. Laura, that, that radio show? And she's, that was the question of like, she always asked the person on the phone, okay, but what about you? What what can you change? What can you do? And it feels counterintuitive when it feels like everybody else is maybe yeah. attacking you, right? Yeah. yeah. And Donna, yeah. I was hoping you could talk about that and maybe go into the idea because Bethany touched on it. I know you have thoughts on this too, but you might even be super successful and wonder why you're still frustrated or wonder why your mind is not in the right spot too. Yeah, I think that, I mean, what I was going to, add to that is the idea that if you have a negative mindset, it impacts your reality around you and it feeds the negative mindset. Like it's, it's a loop that happens. If you think that your employer is, uh, is terrible and your boss is always a jerk, you're going to be looking for opportunities or, or opportunities for your boss to share that with you, to show that to you. And it probably impacts in turn how you treat your boss, which probably impacts how your boss treats you, which mm-hmm. probably helps to feed that story. Uh, it, it's your mindset impacts your actions a lot. When I was at the airport uh, last week, I was trying to get back from Baton Rouge for a, a conference, ironically, an airport conference here in Springfield and trying to get back. We had a flight delay and it was a, it was, they had left a plane outside all day in the Dallas heat and it was 125 degrees on the plane, 125 degrees. So the pilot wouldn't let everybody board and was trying to cool it off. And those little planes, they just don't have enough power where the engines are off to cool it off. So he was just like, we can't do anything. And we're waiting for them to either give us a new plane or come up with something else. And so I'm sitting there like, maybe this is going to get canceled. Then I was worried. And Mary, you were on my shoulder a little bit. And on that call of saying like, because if you had been with me, Mary had been like, hey, maybe this is all going to turn out great. Like, because Mary tends to try to be more positive about those things. And, but I was thinking to myself like, no, no I've, I've, I'm going to look for the good things that are happening. And I was watching the captain. I'm like, well, it's good that the captain is like worried for our safety and worried for the safety of their crew. And the captain was was talking to the, the, uh, the gate agent and they were kind of laughing about things. And somebody in our group started 
started talking about how the stupid airline should have known that the airplane was out there and all that stuff. And somebody else was going, yeah, this is dumb. They shouldn't have done that. And they were starting to talk about it. And I just kind of turned around and I just said, I said, you know, yeah, maybe they should have known that they shouldn't leave a plane outside all day that it wouldn't be usable. I said, however, nobody that made the decision to leave that plane out there is in front of us right now. Everybody that's trying to solve the problem just wants to, we're all on the same page. Everybody standing here just wants to get us home. Well, it ended up, we switched planes. I actually got upgraded to first class because I think we got a little bit bigger plane, which, so that was really winning. And then as I was getting off of the plane, the flight attendant hands me a card with my name on it, like with my name on the front, which they knew because I was in first class, no big deal, but it has a name and it says, hey, <laughs> thanks, thanks for making this such an enjoyable flight. We, we really appreciate your positive attitude from the flight attendants, like, thank you for that. And I don't know if they gave one to everybody in first class or if they heard something that I said or what happened there, but I just thought, boy, what a cool kind of an experience. I got home an hour later than I would have. It's an hour, but what a neat experience. The positive attitude, if I had had the negative attitude, the negative mindset going into that, I might've fueled that discussion from the other person and it would have completely shifted that whole perspective of everybody. We lead each other constantly. So you have to be careful about what your mindset is because it does impact the world around you. Yeah. Talk about easy to get trapped into a mindset, those flight attendants. That's kind of a thankless job. Nice work by that flight attendant, giving the shout out or recognizing the the situation there. I know I had a great flight attendant side note on the same trip. I gave her a fist bump on the way out and said, you're awesome at your job. Sometimes that's all it takes to be able to shift a mindset for somebody too. going, hey, I did. I did make one person happy today. Maybe maybe I could start there. Matt and I talked to a cab driver in Baton Rouge, JR oh, yeah. in, in Baton Rouge was driving us out. And JR told us the story. And JR worked for a big refinery in the Baton Rouge area, worked there for 30 something years, and then got laid off when COVID hit and the whole refinery shut down. And now he's a cab driver. You could imagine, I can you can only imagine what kind of impact that would be the 30 something year career at a refinery, and then you'd become a cab driver. Jared was one, a great cab driver. Like he wasn't just taking us into town. He was talking about the food that you could eat there. He was showing us buildings around. He was asking us questions, like super, super engaging. He could have had the mindset of like, ah, I hate the world. I got messed over by my employer. I got laid off, COVID, all that kind of stuff. But he instead said, well, how do I spin this into something positive? And he found a way to use his passion for his community. And I'm, I, I imagine he enjoys his job because he sure looks like it. Yeah. That's cool. That reminds me, I was like, oh, I've had that before too, where, where, yeah, my position at a previous employer, like that whole position was cut, I was laid off. And it was a little bit shocking. And if you've ever been in that position, it does feel a little bit, it feels kind of shocking of like, okay, now what do I do? And I remember having that thought of like, okay, you have that initial moment of like, freak out. And you have that emotional response. And then I was able to like step back and be like, you know what though? I was, I have now some freedom to think about and figure out what I want to do moving forward in a way that I couldn't do before um, because maybe I felt locked into one area. And it was just like, I had to have that reflection and that change of mindset in that moment to be able to realize like, okay, where do I want to go from here? And what do I want to do? And like, look at all these opportunities that there are. And that changed the whole experience for me. And it was, there were still moments of stress, but like overall, it was such a cool time because I changed my mindset in that moment and didn't allow it to stress me out. I wanted to add to, to the, the conversation before too, because I think that 
this is so important to be able to change your mindset because if you don't, especially in the workplace, like, well, and in a personal life too, you are likely to become the toxic person if you don't. And nobody really wants to be that person. So it's really important for you to, to know how to do this so that you don't shift over into this toxic mode. We believe that you really can, I think, you know, we talk to managers and owners and sometimes they just think like, you can never change the toxic people. Like they're just toxic coming in and they'll be toxic forever. And that's just who they are. And that's that kind of employee. And we would totally disagree with that. We've seen a lot of people change into come into the organization and something happened and they became toxic and then once it was just reflected back to them once it was pointed out that like do you know how you're showing up to work do you know the impact that you have on the team all of that stuff they were able to shift their mindset and come in and and really really change just how they showed up to work and who they are and their productivity and their effectiveness and their impact was so much more positive and so it's very possible um, and that's just why it's important. And so I wanted to point that out. I just hear a lot of guards or a lot of defenses fall, Bethany, as you were talking, because I'm sure there's a lot of more than workers going, yeah, like this is all great, but you don't understand my situation. Like this is how I was wronged and I'm convinced I'm still correct. You know what? You might be correct. You yeah. know what? You might be totally justified consider, you know, thinking the way that you're thinking, you might be justified, you know, con considering other people have failed you and, and you feel like the, the, the victim in that situation. You have the total license to be able to feel that way, but you also get to reap the reward of what that potentially looks like that you can't get yourself out of, right? It's really a question for you. Like, where do you want to stay? What's the reward that you're looking for? What, what is the mindset that you want to have? Like, you do have control over those types of things. I was going to say, I'm going to be honest in that, like, I'm not naturally a positive thinker. Like, that's not true. Right. <laughs> right. Like I know <laughs> I tend to like think negatively. Right. I'm, but I think it also true. I'm not going to yeah. defend myself. It's fine. I am. An, I'm naturally negative, but Don is learning things about you right now. He's perplexed. Oh my gosh. No, he knows. Don't come <laughs> to me if you're mad. Cause I'll just stir the pot. Like I just <laughs> not, it's not going to help you. I think it makes me good at like planning and organizing and all of those things. But I do naturally tend to think about the things that will go wrong, the things that are bad. I just, I am not a naturally positive thinker. But I do recall very early on when I was probably, I don't know, 16 or 17, my dad, shout out to dad. Hey, dad. He came to me and he was like, dude, what? Not everything is bad all the time. And I was like, no, it is. Here's all the things. And he was like, okay, you can continue to think that everything is bad. You can continue to have that mindset and you can continue to give power to those things. But the minute you take a minute and stop giving power to those things and take your power back, that's when you're powerful and the things are not powerful. So like, where do you want to make the difference in your life. Do you want to give power to the things that you have no control over or do you want to control it and have your own power? And I very remember him doing that with me and just being like, just because you think of the worst case scenario doesn't mean you can't bring it back and fix that worst case scenario or plan for that worst case scenario or find something good within all of the things that are going wrong. Plan for the negative, but think positively. And I just, it was such an impact on my life. And I still... I still naturally think negatively, 
but I can pull myself out of it and be like, okay, if it is going to go negative, how do I plan for that? And how do I find some sunshiny spots in the gloom? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, dad. Yeah. And I think another, like you mentioned about the employees who might be listening to this, who are like, you know, gloom and doom, and it's all the employer's fault. You you guys have heard me say several times, like set the emotions aside or, or don't, you know, don't attach the emotions to a situation. And I really think that's really important because when you're going through those three different parts of the brain and you come to your emotional side, you've got to be able to set that to the side, go have your emotions later. It's like I tell my kids, if you want to go and you want to throw a pillow or scream in the bathroom or scream in your bedroom or cry or get it out, go for it, but don't disrespect the people around you. And that really will drive more of a positive feeling in the conversations and the events that you have with each other. Awesome. So, man, we've, we've kind of circled the wagons around this topic here. What maybe go around one more time and be able to give a, a little reflection piece, one piece of feedback around this topic. Who'd like to start? You know, it just reminds me of the movie uh, Bridge of Spies. It's a Steven Spielberg movie. It was about as Tom Hanks was in it. Uh, and he plays an attorney who uh, represents a Russian spy, Rudolf Abel. Uh, it's based on a true story from the 1950s. And uh, Rudolf Abel's on trial, with, where if he's found guilty, he's going to essentially be executed. Not essentially, he will literally be executed. And Tom Hanks, is, he's just a really cool customer, the spy. He's just sitting in the court where you are, and he shows very little emotion. And Tom Hanks at one point looks at him and just says, you know, hey, are you, aren't you worried about all of this? You know, what's going to happen? And uh, Rudolf Abel looks at him and says, would it help? I think a lot of times we should look at our mindsets that way. You can change your mindset. It takes practice. It takes a little bit of grace for yourself because you're not going to be able to do it instantly. It takes a, it takes some time, but you can look at your mindset and think, does your mindset help you in certain situations? And if it doesn't, spend some time and invest and try to change it. This is sort of a philosophical answer, but so some people might reject this. So I'm just going to put that out there. But I really believe truly that everything happens for a reason, really. And I know that some, I know Don's rolling his eyes. He's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, yeah. No, and I had this conversation with somebody who wasn't, you know, is in a hard place right now. And we had the same conversation and it's hard when you're in that moment to, to believe that and see that it might be actually really good. But, but I think, and I would encourage you, and I've done this for myself too, is that when I think back over my life up to this point, and I think of things that happened that I thought, why did that happen in that moment? And that was frustrating in that moment, or I wanted it to go another way in that moment, but I can look back and see how it all connected and how, you know, because that didn't happen in that moment, it led to this next opportunity or because, you know, I did, you know, whatever it is, like you can see how they all connect and lead to um, where you are now. And if it, and if any of that had shifted and changed, my life could have looked totally different. And so if you can take some time to like, look back on those moments and see sort of like your timeline in life, and then trust that I think every, truly everything happens for a reason that is so helpful in changing your mindset in the long term because you know, you kind of have proof of, of the past. So Garth Brooks wrote a great song called Unanswered Prayers. Just like, I don't know if you're recording that song right there, but it's just no. like that song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we Look it up, circa 1990s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think mine's really short. What you think about, you bring about. Boom. What you think about, you bring about. Yeah. I get it. Awesome. I like Diana. that one. Mine is also 
about others. Like don't surround yourself with people who are going to feed that story. Like in the moment when we were all together in the airport and stuck, like it could have been very easy for you guys to be like, yep, this sucks. We hate it. It's awful. Let's just be mad. But we didn't. We said like, okay, let's go have ice cream. You drop your ice cream, but that's fine. Let's go have it anyway. You know, and and when I dropped it, I could have been like, see, this sucks. But instead I was like, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it don't surround yourself with people that are going to feed the negativity. Like try to surround yourself with people that are, that are going to find the positive and help you pull out of the negative brain. That's good. Who you surround yourself with. Let's go get some ice cream and maybe kick it around on the floor a little bit. That was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, you know, my, I think my little tip here is going to go back to that. Cause I'll add one final thought on that story that Don told about the cab driver in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana. That's a great example of recognizing where you are and what's the biggest amount of impact I can make positively where I am from where I am. We were going to take an Uber, Don. If you remember, Uber ride 50 bucks. 50 bucks to where we were going to go. Somebody at the airport tipped us off and said, cab's a lot less expensive. We got that cab ride and the experience and a little pot, uh, podcast content for 20 bucks. That was a $20 ride before the tip there. That was a guy that was recognizing where he was, the impact he could make, and using that platform to the best of his ability, right? Yeah. Now, not not coincidentally, JR got an additional 20 bucks for that ride. So just to yeah. put that out. That which, we got the which he was very thankful for, by the way. He was just like, yeah. wow, holy cow, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> which is fantastic. We're still $10 less than the Uber ride before tip, uh, too. And we got a, got a great experience out of it, too. So hopefully you all found something that you, you found positive here that you could take one tangible step. Um, maybe it's content that you've already kind of had circling in your brains uh, for a little bit, too. Just recognize, man, how do I get out of this? Hopefully we help somebody, somebody get out of that funk that maybe you were in uh, take a proactive step towards your internal mindset bring us other topics and and feedback we love interacting with with all of you there diana how do they get a hold of us there's so many ways you guys can email us directly at more than work at peopleccg.com you can find us on our website at peoplecentric.com or we are on all the social media platforms our handles are either at peoplecentric or at peopleccg so find us talk to us we actually really do enjoy it Yes. More than workers. You're awesome. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.